What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Rob Morris. This is the Rims Nest Podcast, episode 46. The long-awaited episode 46. Um, like I said, it's probably one of my favorite episodes to do. Um, it took me some time to prepare for it because this is the the high school basketball pre season preview show where I pretty much talk about all the t- the top teams, top players in every every one of the New England states. It's Massachusetts, Rhode Island, New Hampshire, Connecticut. Vermont and Maine, so all six states will be featured in this, and I pretty much will pretty much cover top to bottom all all the ins and outs of what's going to happen. As far as like just you know what what players to watch for, what teams to watch for. I mean, since a few weeks have already passed by, I usually like to get, uh, get this. Uh, this started around, you know, beginning of the summer, but like I said, I probably explained before, uh, there's a lot of things going on outside of the podcast that, that obviously, you know, needs my attention. So, I mean, I'm not going to get too deep into that, but, um, I explained it in previous episodes. So if you want to check out, you know, what's going on outside of, you know, this podcast, check, check out, uh, I believe I explained it uh, episode 44, I believe, or episode 45. Just some of the things that I'm, that I'm definitely are currently doing, but uh, that really makes the um, preparation a little bit more longer. But especially this show, this show is definitely a longer. I had to take, I had to take a while to really prep for this show. It's not like where it's like the NBA or the Celtics. I could just. I I don't even have to prep for a Celtic show. Like if I'm talking about the Celtics, that's pretty much near her there. I could just literally just pretty much speak what's on my mind, and that's not going to be totally um, something that I have to prep for. But far as like just you know, high school basketballs, it's 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 definitely a lot to to just pick up. I'm not going to really be, everything changes every year. Like, it's never really the same. The players change. There's usually, like, it's not, you know, in college basketball, there might be some returning players. It's a little bit different with high school basketball. I think the returning players are are too far in between. Um, a lot of players, that might play on their varsity team, and that might only be their one or two years on the varsity team. Where in colleges you probably play possibly four four or five years. Now that you have these grad transfers, even six years, so they're getting all the eligibility is a lot more longer in college basketball compared to like high school basketball, where a lot of these kids they they tend to you know get their chance maybe in their. I mean, you might see some sophomores, but you know usually you'll see mostly juniors and seniors on these on these teams. That you know that will make the cut on these varsity teams. So it's definitely takes some time to really you know familiarize with all the players and teams every year. So uh, I apologize if you guys were expecting the podcast to come out a little sooner, but I did put out a, a you know an in depth preview a couple weeks ago, and it was your choice to to 
to uh, listen into it just to see what was going to be uh, all the you know all the details to this pod. So, and this is going to be a very packed show. You know, obviously I'm going to get into that the high school details, but also I'm going to get into a little bit of college basketball, a quick update on that, and then to end the show I'll talk about the Celtics. Obviously, the Celtics. As I'm, you know, recording this on Christmas Eve, so, you know, 5.55 on the East Coast, um, you get the Celtics facing off against the Bucks tomorrow night, well, actually tomorrow afternoon, actually, the game will be on at 2.30, so, um, like I said, a lot, a lot of time has passed by between pods, I think I was talking about before they were going on the, that West Coast road trip, um, I'll probably talk into that, talk to a little bit about that, just to give you a quick review of the month, how they did, um, wins and losses, big wins, uh, big losses throughout the month, and then obviously preview that Celtics Bucks game. Um, but I think probably what's probably what a lot has happened, just you know, you know, outside of sports, is the uh, the COVID surge going on where a lot of players are. Are testing positive and, and un, unavailable for teams. There's a lot of cancellations, and you're probably going to see a little bit in the high school ranks as well. Um, I was looking at uh, you know upcoming schedules for a lot of these high school teams, and some teams don't have a game until next month, like late next month, like late January. So it's definitely like a holding period for a lot of these teams, um, just to see how this surge is going to come down, but. It's definitely been an issue all all over sports, so we have to battle that as well, and how that's gonna how that's gonna occur for the later weeks or so. Hopefully, it's it will hopefully will pass, but um yeah, it's just something that that we have to keep an eye on, and hopefully it doesn't affect sports too much. Cause like I said, even I like to talk about, you know, college football, have college football bits on here too. And they're saying that there's players that could be out of the college football playoff. And that could be a, that could be a, a, a storm, a, a shit storm as well. So imagine like the, you know, the college football player getting affected and teams having to forfeit their spot, I mean, I can understand bowl games where it's like, all right, it's just a bowl game. It doesn't really mean much. But when it's talking about actual college football playoff games where it potentially is a, a championship on, on, you know, a potential championship is on the line, I don't think you want to lose your spot because of COVID. Or, but you have to do what's best for your team and just or the public safety. So you have to, like, you know, you, if you don't have enough players, then what can you do if they test positive? So it's 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 a it's a mess. But uh, anyways, we're gonna just get get started with far as like the high school, um, high school notes that I have for you because it's it's gonna be a lot a lot. I think maybe just I might split this show up maybe into two two parts like I usually do. But it'll be a lot more longer than usual. Um, it does I like to make each part at least 20 to 30 minutes. But this could take a, a lot longer. Um, just really trying to 
list all the details of what's going on and really I'll give you I'll pretty much updates to exactly what's going on to to the day since I you know missed some time you know get putting this out I will update you know as far as the updated records obviously things are not a hundred percent accurate but I'm gonna try to give you I mean as accurate as possible because some things don't get reported I mean I'm getting you know I'm using multiple sources but with high school uh sports the sources are not hundred hundred percent accurate but they're pretty close to accurate I would say like maybe you're missing a win or loss here and there but it's fa- it's fairly accurate my goal obviously there's a reason why I wanted to cover high school sports is like I understand that there's a lot of coverage that um, there's not a lot of coverage for high school sports, so I always kind of wanted to like be kind of the trailblazer when it comes down to that, and maybe like actually get out on the ground and actually like cover the games and go to the games. But uh, obviously, the funds are not there yet. And then once I do get the funds there yet, maybe one year I will be to, well, sometime in the near future that I'll be able to to cover, you know, get on the grounds and cover the games. Um, I do have some things in the works. I can't speak on it yet that maybe I could be able to be on the grounds for college basketball games in the near future. But again, they're still in the works. Hopefully in the near future, I could do that. And maybe I can post videos probably on my, um, social medias pages, whether it's Facebook or on the website. And I'm probably going to list the website again, uh, R-I-M-S, double N-E-T-S dot com, rimsnets dot com. So obviously, um, posting on the socials would be easier, like videos and stuff, video clips and stuff. Like, like I said, if I can get, um, that plan in the works to get on the ground to, to cover some local college basketball games, I'm going to try to do that. And I'll probably be able to post some, you know, videos and stuff and, have some analysis on, on on these games and be on the grounds with certain these uh, certain teams locally that deserve like that love. Like you know, teams like Providence that have been playing well. They're eleven and one on the year. They just beat UConn recently. We'll get into that later on this show. But for right now, let's um start with Massachusetts high school basketball. Um, like take a look at probably the top teams. Um. For one, to start, let's take a look at my Rims and Nets um, high school basketball page, which I updated it. If you guys want to check it out, uh, obviously visit the site. Um, you pretty much click on the local tab. You'll find, which is kind of weird with Massachusetts, I have the local tab under local, the, lo- uh, the tab for Massachusetts, I have it under local colleges. So if you click on the local tab on the drop down menu, go to local colleges, and then you really just press on local colleges because Massachusetts is not listed under those selections. You have Rhode Island, New Hampshire, you have Connecticut, and you have Maine, Vermont. Uh, Massachusetts is, is in the local college uh, tab. So click on the local colleges tab. Well, excuse me, I don't know what colleges. What am I talking about? Because that's pretty much. See, I made a mistake. I don't even really know my own website. But 
because I'm really currently on it right now. Click on local high schools. And uh, yeah, the only difference is the only glitch is with the local, uh, with Massachusetts, I have the local colleges for Massachusetts. Like all the Massachusetts colleges, I have on the local colleges. But as far as like the high school ranks, you're going to have, you're going to click on the local high schools. And then you click on the tier one Mass and College High Schools. Uh, Mass and Connecticut High Schools. And then you have, I have a, a updated ranking for December. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to update it every month. So this, this is the current rankings for December. And right now, as far as like the best teams in the state, I'm going to go down maybe through the top five and then you can see the rest of my top 10. If you visit the website, rimsandness.com, I'll, I'll give you the, uh, it'll give you the whole top 10. But right now in the top five, I have number one, I have BC High. I have number two, I have Lynn English. I have number three, I have Brockton. The Brockton Boxers, which, you know, I know that area pretty well. Um, number four, um, Needham Rockets. And number five, Beverly. I think, I think they're called the Lancers. So Beverly's been very good last year. That's why I had to give them some love in the top five to pretty much round out the top five. Needham had a very good season last year as well. So these are pretty much based off of... Um, which obviously not everyone had a full season last year because of COVID. So a lot of teams played maybe half seasons. They didn't play a full-fledged season. And then a lot of tournaments were canceled as well. I Actually, no. Let me check that. I don't think they actually did have a full-fledged um, tournament or postseason. So they, were, they did crown some championships last year. Um, I, I guess that I, like I said, I went on a um, hiatus for that whole year and I didn't, I didn't cover any, any uh, high school sports last year or really just didn't cover, you know, I didn't really cover anything at all last year. So as, like I said, explained in the previous podcast, if you want to check that out, you can check out the previous podcast. I'll tell you exactly the reasons why, but I'm not going to get into it now. But, um, the top five of what I just listed, one interesting, uh, School that really has been inconsistent over the years, but right now they look very, very strong as BC High. Um, I've been watching a lot of film on them. Um, there's a lot of, if you want to see some high school film, check out hurdle.com. Hurdle has a lot of film on high school sports or really just high school athletes in general. So I was able to catch a lot of the, a lot of clips on a, a you know, a few games that they have played recently and, they looked apart as far as like a team that that is expected to be the top team in the country. Uh, excuse me, in the state. They're definitely got some athletes. Um, if you look at them, a few of their players. Which I'm just gonna. I have a list of a few of their players. Mike. Uh, Alongne. Alongne. Mike Alongne. He sits at 6'3". He's a senior. He is going to be... Um, I think he's like a... Probably, you know, projected as like a player of the year candidate. I, he's that good. He's 
He's one of the best in the state. So, um, has like guard ability at six three. Had you know has has good handles. Can shoot the ball. Um, he's very athletic. Gets out in transition. You can find him dunking. You know he's which is rare to see Massachusetts players dunk, but um, he dunks it with ease out there. He's a very very good athlete. You have. Um, also Will Doyle, he's also a senior. So they got a lot of experience. Uh, he's a, he stands at six, four. He plays more of a forward type center position. Um, like they have, they have some weapons. That's for sure. And then another guy that really stuck out in the film was Greg Cooper. Um, he's more of like a guard. He sits at like six foot, six foot, six foot one. Um, he's very athletic as well. Can get out and transition, make plays, shoot the ball. I believe he's a lefty. So they have some firepower. And that's why I um, gave them number one. Because they're just, they have the experience and then they have the firepower and the athleticism to boot. Um, they're pretty good defensively as well. Pretty well-balanced team. Um, another team, like I said, that I... Um, that I really liked was Lynn English as well at number two. Lynn English. Um, so far, they're 3-0, I believe. Um, they beat Malden. They beat Chelsea. Um, and the thing with Lynn English, they like I said, they have a... Pretty um like their 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 conference is not that strong, but they do have and they their schedule is not so particularly tough like past years. They were going out of state to play certain teams. Well, they're not um they're not a highly highly ranked. Team. They're not a highly um expectate like this team doesn't have expectations of past years. Fair to say, like and they. They give you a lot of, give you a lot of firepower, particularly, you know, at their guard position. Um, Tyrese Garcia Mello is one of their top guards. He stands at 6'3". He's a junior. And then they get, they got another big guy, which traditionally they've been able to get some big guys. They have one of the uh, best centers in the, in the state last year in Adamia Bazmez. Now they have Josh St. Josh Shank John, he stands at six eight and he's a senior. Um, so he's been been in the program for a little bit. Um, a lot of these guys, he, they usually can get them, you know, sophomore usually, and they grow into the system. And that's what uh, Antonio Anderson's done uh, traditionally well ever since he's been coach for the Bulldogs. He's done a good job of developing players and really just kind of just carrying this team. To like, can, so they can compete every single season at a high level. So, watch out for the uh, Lynn English Bulldogs. I expect them to do some big things this year. Um, like I said, they've had a good start already. So far, they're undefeated. And one more note about BC High before I move on to the other teams. Um, of their games, they beat Brockton. So, they already beat Brockton. So, they already got a, a, a pretty Solid win. Um, and they also beat uh, Needham as well. So they beat Needham. So those are the two teams that I have in the top five that they already beat already. 
and they definitely have a, a, a pretty, you know, tough, you know, conference that they play in. I think they play Malden Catholic, which I'm going to get into them as well. Malden Catholic is one of the top teams, I think, in the state. They have a lot of talent. Um, um, they play uh, uh, Cambridge Ridge Latin, I think. I think that's in their conference. So they, they do they play a lot of high-level teams. I think they play Brookline as well, which I have also in the top 10 as well. So they, they definitely are a team to watch for. Like, if you have a chance to attend their ten, uh if you're really like a good uh, – if you're a high-level basketball fan, you should probably attend one of their games. I mean, if I can, I'm going to try to see if I can attend one of their games because, you know, they definitely are an exciting team to watch. They got some real talent on that team. Uh, the next team, like I said, we just mentioned was the Needham Rockets. Like I said, they're they're uh, either three and one on the season. Um, they beat Weymouth, um, and they have some pretty good players, and they got some good size. Um, they have a, a six three four Kevin Coppinger. He's six foot three, and then you have Sam Hughes. He's six foot four. He's more of a forward slash center. Um, and those guys are pretty experienced as well, returning players from last year's team, and they d- definitely should really set the tone for Needham all year long with their um, athleticism and really just their size. I think they're known for just shooting the ball well. They're very skilled, especially those big guys that are six foot three, six foot four. Those guys can. Can play out on the perimeter. They're not just, you know, steps out there that just sit in the paint and post up. No, they can actually, like, handle the ball. They can really, they have good perimeter skills, which that could translate well to the next level. So, I don't know how how high they probably would get for his D1 attention, but I think Sam Hughes is a guy that could get some type of D1 attention. Sam Hughes is a very uh, pretty good-sized kid that, like I said, has those perimeter skills that translate to the next level. Uh, next team that I think may not have a lot of star power, but they play well as a team, uh, Brookline. Um, so far, they've been they're undefeated right now. Um, they they already beat Central uh, Central, uh, excuse me, Catholic Memorial already, uh, eighty two to sixty nine is the result of that game. So far, they've been one of the most talented offensive teams like so far this year in the in the four games that they played so I would say Brookline like I said I don't really have much to really top as far as their players but like talent wise they've been pretty good uh, you gotta give them a lot of props I'm just Maybe I might have something on them, but just look at my notes on that. Yeah, so yeah, I don't really have much for them as well. Thought I was able to find something, but it's definitely really not much. To go off of them, but they had a good season last year, and they they are returning a lot of players. 
Um, the reason why I have them up here because Newton North has been a traditional power over the years, and they were able to handle Newton North pretty well last year. They beat Wesley, which the Wesley was very good last season. So they definitely have some talent. So keep it on the Brooklyn, uh, Brookline. And then the, another team that, like I said, I mentioned earlier, Malden Catholic. So far, they're undefeated. They beat Drakeit. Um, they also beat Brockton. Um, one of the top guards in the, in the state, which plays for Malden Catholic, is Tony Felder. A very good scorer on all levels. Very quick guard. Very, uh, very tough to stop. They're also... Uh, Another big that they also have is Jamari Hamilton. Jamari Hamilton Brown, which is, which I have a few notes on him. And Hamilton Brown, he sits at six foot six. I mean, they're a pretty big team. Um, they also have Kinsley Breen. He's six at six foot four. But, uh, those are the, the two main guys that Jari Hamilton Brown at, at six at six at six foot six and Tony Felder that's five nine senior, which is probably projected to be a player of the year candidate. Um, one of the top scorers in the state. So keep it on Malden Catholic. And they also were able to get it. Also were able to get a transfer from Stoughton High School. Um, I wasn't able to get the notes on him, but uh, as far as I know, they were able to get a transfer from Stoughton High School to come to their school, and he's like six foot six, so it really just adds to their depth. Uh, let me see if I can look it up real quick. And he has another difficult name too. Yeah, his name is Casey Ukwakazi. I don't know anybody that know uh, anyone from Stone. I know I'm obviously I know a lot of people from Stone that could be checking in, you know, checking in on my pod. I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys might be familiar with him if you guys are you know still follow Stone basketball. But yeah, his name is Casey Ukwazari or Ukwazari. Oh my God, I'm terrible at pronouncing those. Like those, you know, those names that are just have a lot of syllables and stuff that are like U and G and Z and a lot. It's, I'm terrible at pronouncing those names. I try to be pretty clear with, you know, with my grammar and stuff like that and spelling and pronouncing words. But like some of them, man, I just can't pronounce. And just imagine trying to do that while you're recording. It's it's tough. <laughs> it is tough. But like I said, Malden Catholic, I rated them as number six. That's pretty much all I'm gonna say for that. And then Brookline, the team that I just mentioned, I I rated them as nine. So if you wanna see check out the rest of the top ten, this is the website. Alright, so That's just pretty much as I pretty much can really say for Massachusetts. 
I would say, yeah, just keep an eye on those top four teams that I mentioned, Lynn English, BC High, Needham, Brookline, and Malding Catholic is an extra team that to keep an eye on outside the top five, which I think they might be pushing, you know, maybe, you know, top team in the state by the end of the season. But right now I have them rated as number six. So just check out those teams and players. Next state, Connecticut, which I think has the most talent out of all the states in the New England region. Like they just, they're pretty deep as far as like, just like they're, you know, they have like pretty good teams all the way from the third division. And they're like, they, they, they pretty much have about four or five divisions. It's pretty much you know, normal for every state, but usually I only pay attention to, like, the first and two divisions as far as, like, level of talent-wise or, like, level their the talent of the teams. That's probably as far as it would go for most states, maybe the first two divisions. But I think Connecticut's so deep that they probably have good teams all the way to their fourth division. So... I think they have like a letter system. I think Maine is Maine is the one that has a letter system where they have class A, class double A, class B, class C. It's, Connecticut has something similar to that. But um, as far as like the top teams that you have to always look out for traditionally is Windsor and East Catholics for especially the past couple of years. And so far they've had a good start this season. Is they're starting out strong. Um, there was a big game. Uh, just a couple days ago, I believe it was December, I think it was on Monday, it was December 21st, I was able to catch a few, you know, clips of that game, um, it was basically against East Catholic versus Bristol Central, I, if you look at my ranking right now, on Rims and Nets, I have, as far as like, Connecticut's top 10 in the public ranks, I have, I have Bristol Central number one, which, that's pretty much where you'll find everywhere you go. If you go on the Connecticut um, website, as far as like, you know, they have, I think they have a few of them. I think they have CIAC. There's a website for CIAC, which is the, the, um, the pretty much the association for college high school basketball. Then you have, um, then you have game time, then you have the day. So those are like the, the main publications that cover Connecticut high school basketball and British Bristol Central is number one because they have one of the top centers perhaps in the country playing on their team. Um, he chose to stay with that team and not go to a, a prep school or go to like a, um, you know, like a Brewster Academy or like any of those bigger prep schools. You know, he decided to stay, you know, with his local public school. So I don't know if he like lives in Bristol or whatever, but, I mean, he obviously, it must be the case if he chose to just stay with that team. He wanted to probably stay home, you know, wanted his family to see all his games because a lot of those guys, when they make that commitment, you know, it may not be their choice where they're going. They might just be chosen by that school to go that go to that school. It's kind of like college recruitment with some of these players that are, they want to get that um, a college attention. They choose to go to those schools to get that college attention because, you know, a lot of college scouts want to go or, or college, you know, coaches or whatever will go to those schools and focus on those schools as mainly saying, oh, those are clearly where the top players are in that region in those um, prep, you know, those prep schools, 
those uh, private schools. So he chose to just stay, stay, you know, stay home, I guess, uh, to play Bristol Central. And the result of that, the number one in the country. Um, I'm talking about center Donovan Klingy. Klingin, Donovan Klingin, he's seven foot two. I mean, he's like almost 260 pounds. Like he's a, he's a beast out there. Just a, just a, um, true thoroughbred stud where he's pretty much bigger than everyone that he plays against, like by like a feet, like by a foot. Like this might be like usually like centers at this level. Usually, like, or maybe six five, six six. That's like maybe your tallest center in this level. I mean, he's not playing in, in a bigger school. He's not not playing in a state where they have they're really strong in you know basketball, like Florida or California or Chicago, or whatever, or even Ohio. Like, probably that's the nearest you know state that's pretty good in you know high school sports. No, they're they're playing in Connecticut, so he's clearly bigger than everyone else. Um, he just dominates out there. I remember he had a game, I think, uh, I think as a sophomore, he had like a 20, 20 rebound or so game, had a 20 point game, 20 rebound game. I mean, he's just towering over everyone. And he's, and it's not just like he's a stiff either. He can move out there. He's got good mobility. Um, at that seven foot two frame, can shoot the ball, can, can, has a lot of skill. It's not just a guy that just, you know, posts up. He's got a lot of skill. He blocks a ton of shots. He definitely plays, you know, plays his size, and he's dominant out there. Um, I think their defense is one of the best in the state just because of his dominance inside. So I have Bristol Central number one for a reason, and they, they played well against East Catholic. East Catholic is a, a squad that they bring – back a lot of talent i think uh the coach luke riley he he's got a few of his sons that play on the team so i mean they were a fairly good team but it wasn't enough they uh bristol central won 74 to 59 and so far they're undefeated on the year as far as i know they're undefeated still but uh uh we're gonna take a break as far as like just getting um, a lot of the other details in um, basically the upcoming games, you know, we're going to kind of like, you know, highlight the upcoming games this holiday weekend. Um, plus, we will finish up a few details on Connecticut's um, high school sports. So we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. You listen to the Rims and Nets podcast. Your host, Rob Mars. We'll be right back.